Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Michael Roberts is the CEO of the West Australian Football Commission. They've got a big waffle season coming up. Uh, Michael joins us on the show to talk about that and a few other measures the WAFC is thinking of putting in place to keep its competition vibrant and even. Michael, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mark. So, mate, uh, are you looking forward to the waffle season? I'm doing the ins and outs at every waffle club at the moment for Code Sports and it looks like that you're going to have a number of very, very strong teams this year. Yeah, I think it's been one of the more pleasing things over the last couple of years has been the the depth of or the evenness of the competition. I think we uh, last year probably six clubs could have made the finals. Um, the average winning margins de- decreasing each year, which is really pleasing. Um, and yeah, we, we've started to market the competition as well with our win-win campaign. So hopefully we're getting more people to take notice of the waffle, bring fans back to it, and uh, and the results are, uh, are starting to show. What sort of levers can you pull to make sure it stays even or it gets more even and that clubs that have been down the bottom become more competitive as quickly as you can get them to be competitive? Yeah, competitive balance is a really tricky one for us because you know the AFL and, and other um, codes have, have draft systems in place that they use to sort of uh, create, a, you know, get those those clubs that finish down the bottom um, get some more talent into there but we don't have a draft so we have a few measures such as the um, the total player payments or the salary cap the, the points that are allocated to each list um, other transfer fees and, and concessions like that so we have to unfortunately at the moment it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a manual process um, <clears throat> noting that these measures only came in about six years ago so we've started to see some of the results of that um, but uh, yeah we're, we're hopefully working with the clubs at the moment on a strategy that might actually see a bit more um, I guess automation and, and acceptance that um, you know there's set set concessions in place for where you finish on the ladder over a couple of years. My understanding is that there have been concessions allowed to Perth, that they have extra salary cap space this year that has enabled them to go and get um, certainly three marquee players in particular. Of course, they've got Sam Simpson, they've got Charlie Constable, and they've got Aaron Clark, who are all considered to be uh, very important to Perth bid to climb the ladder and get back into finals contention. How has that been accepted by other clubs? And, um, and what sort of what are those measures specifically that you've allowed the Demons? Yeah, so you're right. They've got increased um, salary cap this year. Um, they've got it for, for the next two years. Um, and they had some allowances around the number of interstate players that they could bring in. So this is, um, again, one of these measures that we, we would love not to have to do 
um, manual um, sort of one-offs. But when you look at a club like Perth, who um, you know have barely made finals over the last four decades, um, we, we everyone always talks about we've got to do something about Perth. So Perth have um, they actually came to us formally. Uh, and requested a, a bit of a review. So our operations um, team went in, reviewed, um, made some recommendations for them, but also said, came back to the, the commission and said, you know, we, we need a bit of a um, an injection into the club um, that uh, will allow them to be able to get some immediate results and then hopefully they can um, weed those out or, or phase those out over the next couple of years as, um, you know, hopefully some success comes um, and you get a bit of a change in, in the, um, the the culture and um, just the, the vibe around Perth. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've done extremely well in, in recruiting. I think the other clubs acknowledged that something had to be done, um, but, uh, you know, it's probably... Uh, one of these things that you know the club has to have a really hard look at themselves um, to make sure that they're doing everything possible before these sorts of things um, are provided to them. Would I be right in saying it's fifty thousand over two years, thirty one year, and twenty the next? Is that the the number, Michael? Yeah, it's roughly yeah, it's roughly like that. Um, and you know, when when the salary cap for us is sort of two hundred and forty five, two hundred fifty thousand, it, it's uh, it's significant. Um, but at the same time, you know, bringing in one player, and I think this is been the the historic thing we we allow provide allowances that probably give you one player extra and one player can't turn the fortunes of a whole club um, especially at state league level so um yeah so i think these these added allowances have, have provided perth with the opportunity to bring in probably a couple of quality players that um and and from what we're hearing they're, they're not just quality players they're quality individuals as well great leaders at, at their previous clubs, so hoping that um, they'll bring those sorts of uh, skills and qualities um, to Perth and, and to the waffle competition. Yeah, Charlie Constable, I believe, is absolutely known for his leadership and, and has already made a big impact on the player culture of Perth. Of course, the player we left out when we're talking about the ones they brought in is uh, Blake Schlensog as well, who's uh, come back and will play for the Demons. I think the other factor here, Michael, is that they had a runner-up Colts team last year, so the key will be to stabilise the senior team and then hopefully bring these kids through and make them successful waffle players as well. Yeah, and I think that's something that we've really identified. That the clubs go after these top-line sort of ex-AFL players um, and spend a lot of time um, trying to recruit those players. And we find that they might just come in for a couple of years and go, but the, the real art to developing a waffle list is, as you said, being successful at Colts and, and, and keeping those players in that are probably going to be your 100, 150-game waffle players. And, and you note that, like a West Perth, for instance, going back a couple of years, that, that basically delivered a, a premiership off that model. They had no AFL players in their team for the grand final or ex-AFL players. Um, but they were all good, solid reserves players, um, Colts players who had come through their system. And that's, I guess, the, the proven model. Now, you are taking a look at things like zones and other measures that you can do. Where are you at with that? And I believe there was a radical proposal suggested um, at a meeting of some kind over the last couple of weeks where it was suggested that you could possibly link PSA schools to clubs so that uh, a club could uh, could reap the sort of benefits, I guess, from a strong PSA team that Claremont gets, say, out of Scotch College. No, we haven't gone into that, that detail yet. So what we've done is um, this is all part of the the revamping a strategy that everyone, all our clubs buy into. 
um, because we want to make our we want to make the waffle competition sustainable, and we realise that one of the key aspects of that is is making clubs competitive and so that fans can um, expect that their clubs are going to play finals every couple of years and, and every eight to ten are going to push for a, a premiership. So the first workshop that we had where all the clubs came in um, was to talk about the competitive balance um, and make sure that the measures that we actually have in place, like the TPP, the, um, the point system, the transfer systems as well, make sure that they're working okay or if there's any other ideas that we've got. Um, so zones play a crucial part in this, but that, that was off the table for the first workshop um, because we know it's such a big one. So that, that'll be the next workshop in about a month's time. Um, but look, PSA schools has been one that um, is, is really challenging for the waffle to, to work with because yeah, we've got great relationships um, with our clubs and the PSA schools, but that sort of information of, of who's playing at PSA schools because they're their own little um, league and, and network there, that, that information isn't shared. So we get a player up to about the age of 16 who we know is in our system and then all of a sudden they go missing for a couple of years in the PSA system because they're not playing club football and then they'll re-emerge after that. So what we're trying to do is work with the PSA to make sure that we're, we're better aligned so we can actually see where the kids are coming. But, um, you know, the, the anecdotal and, and, and it's probably fair to say um, research shows that um, some clubs and, and Clermont in particular have um, some really good quality PSA schools and a number of them whereas other clubs don't have, have any um, in their zone so it's all part of something that uh, we'll thrash uh, out in the next few months Yeah, it feeds into the next question I guess Claremont has had a dominant Colts team for some time doesn't it and they also have a very strong um, set of country zones obviously there's the Albany zone which has been good for them and there's the the Kimberley zone which has been good for them is that are those zones under threat do you have to look at giving those zones to someone else or have Claremont would Claremont make the case that well we've done a great job in these zones we should get to keep them I think there's a bit of both. There's there's the the facts there that the traditional zone systems, especially in the regional areas, you know, are, are different now. Um, we, we're seeing a lot of coastal residents. Football down in the southwest is is really thriving, um, and you know the junior junior areas down there are almost um, rivaling what metro. Um, regions are up here, so there's going to be benefits for those clubs that have um, have their zones in the southwest, and and then clubs who have had traditional strongholds in the uh, wheat belt towns are, are seeing that uh, as with any sort of society changes that farms are being bought by companies now and other families rather than families going into to run that farm. So the, the populations are declining, and, and football's becoming tougher to run in those regions. So. It's it's really just to have a snapshot of where we are because we all we always use the the, um, the hearsay and the anecdotes and and what we've engaged with is a basically a company that works in the demographics area and, and statistics to show us exactly where we're at exactly what the populations are looking like around WA and then what the trends are moving forward and overlay that with football data as well so that we can get a real good um, picture but as you say some clubs do an amazing job because they invest in those zones probably because there's something there for them to invest in. But um, we're putting that all on the table because, um, you know, we need to do things differently to future-proof the uh, the waffle competition. Yeah, I can tell you, Michael, that when I was growing up in the Shire of West Arthur, the Shire of West Arthur had a population of around 1,400. 
and I saw a recent figure where the population of West Arthur is now about 700. So that's halved mm. in, uh, in in my lifetime, and that's, you're right, everyone buys everyone else's farms and the, the population of the district gradually um, decreases. Hey, um, Eastermantle's financial model is interesting, isn't it? It's a new one. There's no fences, which means they they can't charge admission to most games. I believe they may be able to strike a deal to charge for, for things like a derby. But how confident are you they can make it work? And what sort of detail of planning have you gone into with the Sharks to, to make sure they give themselves the best chance of making it work? Yeah, there's probably um, it's maybe a bit of a concern for us is the, the lack of detail that we've, we've been able to see so far. And, and I think the, the project... Um, has, has been sort of delayed a little bit and they're only now well, Belgravia Leisure who are going to run the complex are in and, and I think um, with what happened last year with the club's TPP investigation, change of CEO, they're probably a little bit behind in terms of really locking down a few key um, items that will show or, and be able to show us how they uh, expect to, to put a successful um, financial model in place. Um, look, you can't question clubs for trying new things. Um, we, we're all about growing the relevance and, and this is one. Um, I think there's probably still a bit of concern from the competition around how one club that is not charging will impact the whole competition. Um, and, you know, we would love to see a club that, or East Fremantle in particular, going into this with probably a little bit more reserves um, so that if, if it doesn't work, they're able to potentially draw on those rather than, you know, we've seen our clubs put their financials out. East Fremantle have lost a, a bit of money the last couple of years and, and probably don't have the, um, the enjoyment of a, a big bank balance to uh, take risks like this. So we'll be watching it closely and, and I guess our, our biggest hope is that um, there's opportunities to review um, the, the situation if, if it's not proving successful for the club. West Coast waffle team has been an issue for you over the last couple of years. You took some steps to try and strengthen that, but they're getting injuries again running into the season, which means fewer AFL-listed players available to play in the waffle. Are you concerned or is it too soon? Yeah, it probably is a bit too soon. Um, you know, we, we had... Um, we, we have provided them with, with extra measures as well. I think they've, they've recruited um, some strength and depth, which is what they, they needed. I, I think they, were, they not only had the AFL-listed injuries, but their recruitment last year in the waffle, the, the sort of three big names that they had um, that our cap enabled them to have, um, they also got injured. So they, they were inju- injuries all over the place. Um, every AFL club, every list is going to have injuries. I guess it's, you know, last year we were getting to a stage where West Coast could barely put an AFL team on the on the park. Um, I'm confident that that you know, surely can't happen again. Um, you know, we, we met with um, Don Pike the other day, so he, he's fully aware of um, the the deadline, I guess, that the, the AFL uh, or the West Coast Eagles have before they need to let us know what they're doing for season 2025. Um, so let's hope they hope they get off to a, a good, solid start and um, the clubs themselves can see the benefits of playing in the waffle. Any concern that if they struggle again, they may opt to try and join a, a national reserves competition or, or that the, the AFL may push clubs towards a, an AFL reserves competition? Uh, I, I think if they do see themselves not successful again in the first half of the year or specifically before that deadline, it's probably an easier 
decision to make to try and do things differently and change. Um, you know, from a waffle point of view, we would love them in the competition. I think, I think personally, and I, I know that commissioners do that. It's the best thing for WA football to have West Coast Eagles have a, a presence in the waffle, whether it's a standalone or whether it's an aligned team. Um, so, you know, we, we just hope it works. Um, I, I don't think the VFL system, um, you know, that's basically a, a pure AFL reserves now. So you can get one one sort of uh, outcome from playing in that, but uh, we think for, a, for what's best for WA footy and what's best for the players, younger players on your AFL list over here in WA is to be able to stay and, and play in a quality competition such as the Waffle. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And I think um, the VFL, there's a lot of people in the VFL that aren't happy about what's happened over there. So hopefully we can figure that out and keep our players playing in the local competition. Michael, it's great to have you on the show. There's so many more things we can talk about. I think we're going to have to get you back on and talk about a few more things uh, in the very near future. But thanks for joining us and sharing that information with us today and uh, look forward to speaking with you again over the season. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mark. It's Michael Roberts. He's the CEO of the West Australian Football Commission. Give us your thoughts on 0487 736 736. We'd love to hear from you on the Bower and O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Bower and O'Day, because the little things are everything. We'll be back after the break.